Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Renee A., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, February 9th. Today, we're reading from the big book, and we are on page 59, starting with step 11, sought through prayer, and ending with principles in all our affairs. We're going to comment on those two steps. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Jen P., the 12 Traditions, Justin C., and readers of the text are Martha Z., Katie G., and Monette M. The reference numbers for Wednesday, February 8th, are as follows. The 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 19,944, that's 19944, and for the 10 a.m., Eastern Time Meeting, that reference number is 19,945-19945. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jen P. to read the 12 steps of OA. Jen? Good morning, Renee. This is Jen P. from New Jersey, grateful to read the steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to our God, to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for this. Thank you for the steps. I'll pass. Thank you, Jen. Okay, I'll now ask Justin C. to read our 12 traditions. Justin? Hey, everybody. Justin C., compulsive overeater from North Carolina. These are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks. Thanks, Justin. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 59, starting with step 11, sought through prayer, and ending with step 12, principles in all our affairs. And we'll be commenting on those, those two steps. Okay, I am going to ask Martha Z to begin reading that for us and, and make some comments on that. Martha, go right ahead. Thanks, Renee. This is Martha C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And step 12 is having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. We tried to carry the message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. 
And good morning, my friends in recovery. So um, in step 11, we're talking about we're, we're going to be seeking through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. And I was thinking about it, and I thought, you know, um, I'll speak for myself, but we live in recovery and stay in recovery by enlarging our spiritual life. Like that's what this book is about. And I, I was thinking about, as in any other relationship, that we, you know, we deepen the relationship by spending time with the person. So I was thinking about how I do that with my higher power. And when I wake up in the morning, I, you know, I get down on my knees, I pray on my knees. And then I come downstairs and do some spiritual reading. And I like to write a God letter. I kind of write a letter, you know, thank and, you know, as, you know, gratitude sometimes help. And um, then I write a letter back from my higher power. And then um, I get on this meeting because that helps me to grow spiritually. And then, uh, this is going to sound really strange, but at the gym there's a sauna and I find it to be the most spiritual place. So I go in there and meditate. I also um, take a God walk and meditate and visit the chapel during the day. And um, just kind of talk with my higher power as I go along and um, and also working with others but I've got my prayer my prayer is I, I say thank you God for being the light and strength in my life help me to know that to stay connected to it and thank you for being my conscious companion and that's step 11 step 12 it says it has three parts well it does have three parts so we're going to have the spiritual awakening as the result of working the steps so we're, it's kind of like a guarantee. If we diligently work these steps, we will have a spiritual awakening. And then it says we tried to carry this message. And it says tried. It doesn't say that, you know, it doesn't say anything about the results that we have. But my favorite, favorite part of this step is to practice these principles in all our affairs. And um, I love the part on page 19 where Bill says, a much more important demonstration of our principles lies in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. And I really think about that. Like, can we, of course, we can, we can do these principles. It's easy to do this with our fellows and the people who are in recovery with us. But can we do that when we're at home with our families or where we are, wherever we are? And um, I love that. <laughs> I think it's no accident that at the bottom of the page it says, Real tolerance of other people's shortcomings and viewpoints and respect for their opinions or attitudes, which make us more useful to others. And um, General reminder. Thank you. So, yeah, that's really pretty much all I have. I, um, I was just going to say every day I just pray um, for right thinking and for real tolerance. <laughs> and thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Martha. I appreciate that. Okay. So let me mention this, that before I take a list of names, um, we're, I want to remind you that we do value your experience, but we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day so that other people have the chance to um, share their experience, strength, and hope as well. So that means if you shared on Tuesday or Wednesday, we would ask that you please step back and let other people share today. Okay, so who would like to share on what we read? Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Linda D. 
Christina J. Lisa M. Pamela P. Charles H. Okay, hang on just a second. Hold on just a second. Okay, hold on just a minute. Uh, So let me tell you who I got in all of that. I got Pamela P., Priscilla, Linda D., Charles H. Who else did I miss? Try again. Marie, Christina J. Christina J. Marie, Christina, Barbara, Bobby. Okay. Barbara Wynn. What was that last one? Barbara W. from New Jersey. Barbara, got it. Okay, let's go ahead and stop there. I think we've got a pretty good lineup to begin with. Let me tell you who I've got, and obviously I don't have everyone's initials, so I would ask that when you come on, please um, give us the first initial of your last name, and also please tell us which state you're calling from because that will help people look you up on the on the member contact list. Okay, so I've got Pamela P., I've got Priscilla, Linda D., Charles H., Marie, I think, Christina J., I think I've got a Bobby, and I also think I've got a Barbara. So, well, hope hopefully that'll be correct. Okay, Pamela, go right ahead. Pamela, press star one to unmute. Hi, this is Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. God bless oil. Um, so I um I agree because I feel like God is involved in every aspect of my life and he needs to be involved in um my recovery in every way. And um it say sought through prayer and meditation to approve your contact with God. So daily I I pray to God every day. Early in the morning, I do my prayer. I I do the step prayer from the big book. And I also pray for my traditional prayer from God. And I ask him throughout the day, because I really need God, because this disease is just scary. Easy. I mean, right now, I am in recovery. It took a while, and I lost it in December, and I just recently got it back, and I'm working with an amazing sponsor, and I got a great fellowship, and I'm really trying, but doing all that, and I guarantee I'm going to keep my recovery. So these are people, places, things, situations, but it is the constant decision to follow the steps and don't go on your trigger food. Those trigger food is really triggering. And, um, you know, I try to do a step 10 daily. I learn more about step 10. I work on step 10 story today with my sponsor. But I don't with reading about it. And, you know, you constantly, it's things that keeping you away from your recovery or trying to challenge it for that day. You got to work on it. You you know, so I'm I'm just praying just for today. Uh, today I'm not working out, you know, in the gym. So it, you know, I have a lot of time in my hands. And sometimes time could be an enemy with the disease. 
Sometimes food could, you know, take away boredom or time space. So I really got a keep busy work the program, keep focused on my daily life and with my partner and then with life in general. Everything has to be about food. And food can consume me. Like the food thoughts are more powerful than anything seems like. So that's what I want to say. I, I thank God. And I'm just praying because I got to pray throughout the whole day to get through not taking that net composite bite. And, and I thank God for the prayer of the fellowship. And I pray for others also. General this reminder. Is disease. Okay. This is the battle of the mind 24-7. So I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Pamela. Okay, next up, we're going to hear from Priscilla. Priscilla, you'll be followed by Linda D. Go right ahead, Priscilla. Thank you so much. This is Priscilla H. in New Jersey. Ah, So grateful to be able to say physically recovered today. In all other ways, I'm recovering one day at a time, uh, mentally, emotionally, interpersonally, and with my my relationship with my higher power, oh, my goodness, there's just so much in these steps, um, these two steps. One thing that is, has come to my mind uh, yesterday and today is about the issue of living amends, and I've heard some discussion uh, from time to time about whether there is such a thing as living amends or not, Um and, and perhaps the phrase living amends is not in the book. I guess it's not, or we wouldn't even be um, unsure about it. But to me, maybe step 12, practicing these principles in all my affairs, that's as best I can, tried, the word tried is in there, Pract- to carry the message to others. I'll say, and to practice these principles in all my affairs, there's my living amends to the people I care about, the people in my life, the people in this meeting, but most of all to my higher power, my BFF that I don't understand. I don't have to understand, but I live with all day, every day. Um, my amends to my BFF, higher power, the God of my not understanding is my desire and my attempt to practice these principles, meaning the principles in these steps in all my affairs. So thanks for letting me share, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Priscilla. Okay, up next, Linda D. Linda, you'll be followed by Charles H. Go right ahead, Linda. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. from Connecticut. I had the most astounding... I'm I'm recovered. Holy moly. That's a big, big deal to me. I came in the kitchen. I'm in the kitchen now. I came in the kitchen much earlier. I looked out the window. I had put the light on. I put the light off so I wouldn't miss the show. Dawn, unbelievable, the most beautiful pink you ever saw. I, I like, I couldn't. It was breathtaking. 
when I was a kid, we studied Shakespeare, and he called it rosy-fingered dawn. Not only was Shakespeare real, whether they're going to debate that forever, I don't know or care, but that's really real. And God is really real. You get the connection? Okay. Unbelievable. I said to God, how do you do it? You're amazing. Absolutely amazing. So what does that have to do with anything? It was my spiritual uh, experience. I wanted to share it, and I hope it helps somebody. Because God is amazing. I didn't know that. I didn't care. I came in for all the stupid reasons. People come in. You know, you want to look good. You're going to take your clothes off so you look good. You put your clothes on so you look good. And you end up, and I was an atheist, and that meant a smart ass. Uh, I didn't even know that. And now I know. And I had to practice the steps over and over and over. Somebody used the phrase skill set recently, and I thought, it's true. There's a skill set here. This has, and I can only give my experience. So I'll give it. Uh, my experience is that this is about love. And this is about finding the source of love and finding it not only in the universe, but finding it within me. Holy macro. I was sure that wasn't true. Absolutely, positively. Because after all, I was so smart. Well, I'm a lot dumber now. I have a great relationship. I'm certainly not an atheist. I'm dazzled by the beauty. These steps are so real. They're so powerful. And this disease is very subtle. And I have to cooperate with it. I have to self-destruct. Or I can follow love. That's, those are the choices. Follow the fear or follow the love. And I have to General learn and think how to listen very carefully. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Linda. Okay, up next, we're going to hear from Charles H. Charles, you'll be followed by Marie. All right, go ahead, Charles. Thank you kindly for your service. I'm Charles H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And it seems like we're on 59, page 59, uh, that's 11 and 12. You know, I had to learn how to uh, disconnect and reconnect and just not get, like, sometimes, you know, a lot of people are going one way. It don't mean that it's the right direction for me. Um, for me, you know, like, these steps are ever-evolving, and, like, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing higher power's voice like never before. I mean, just disconnecting from a whole bunch of things and not escaping reality as far as embracing my humanness that I have these four character defects every day. I ain't got to come on the line and teach you. You know, I'm an old dog, and I can learn new tricks. And let me tell you, man, I'm hearing God's voice, so he's screaming at me spiritually. And it's like, it's just, it's like so beautiful. And, um, yeah, I don't want to come on the line and hijack it, but I'm just telling you, man, uh, this program is just unbelievable. And it just keeps evolving and evolving. And i like to leave some time on the clock. Um, and, and that's all I wanted to say. Thank you, and have a, a great day, everybody. Thanks, Charles. Okay, up next we're going to hear from Marie. 
Marie, you'll be followed by Christina J. Go right ahead, Marie. Great. Can I be heard? You sure can. Great. Good morning, everyone. Um, so nice to be on the line with you this morning. Uh, I'm just going to share my experience on Step 11. Um, thought through prayer and meditation. Uh, one day, about a couple months ago, um, it occurred to me that I was recovered because uh, in, for most of my adult life, the first thing I wake up and think about is, what am I going to eat? I think about food. It's the first thought in my mind. However, for months now, the first thing that comes to my mind when I open my eyes is my time with my higher power. I don't do it perfectly. Um, however, I do feel like it's a muscle. The more I use it every day, uh, the stronger it gets. And there are times when I really, you know, I just need to be picked up and my higher power is there. For example, um, I'm basically being evaluated for a transplant. And uh, I spent the last three days in the hospital going through all the testing. Well, some of the testing requires that you go into a CT scanner or an MRI. And I am someone who is extremely uh, claustrophobic. So they only take three minutes. But three minutes to someone like me is three hours. So I closed my eyes, asked my higher power to be with me, and I went through my prayers. Set aside prayer, um, I grant me the serenity, step three, all of it. And before I knew it, it was over. And I was just so grateful that I had that muscle that I could count on. Um, God has shown himself to me through this ordeal in so many amazing and miraculous ways. I'm so grateful for it, and I do hope that I spend the rest of my life carrying the message to others, being an example of what can happen when you rely on your higher power. The last thing I'd like to say is, I'm not going to kid you, meditation is hard for me. My mind races. It's a 24-7 to-do list. However, like someone previously shared, um, seeing a sunrise or a sunset or seeing something beautiful created by God, like I love flowers and uh, birds, um, and just looking at that and taking in its beauty and amazement, it, for me, the amazement <clears throat> just helps me to connect to my higher power, and I'm, I love it so much. Um, for those who are new to the program, keep coming back. Um, we're here for you. And with that, I'll pass Marie M. from Texas. Thank you, Marie. Thank you very much for your share. All right. Up next, we're going to hear from Christina J. Christina will be followed by Bobby. Go right ahead, Christina. Good morning, Christina J. from the state of North Carolina. Several thoughts going through my head as people were sharing. Um, I grew up in Pentecost as a child, and that was a big chunk of my childhood. And Pentecost, where we went to church, was a wild, crazy, beautiful, intense, Aretha Franklin-like type choir, dancing in the spirit, they called it, speaking in tongues. I mean, we'd get down in the aisles, and I was only 11 years old, and I wanted to be part of that choir so bad. I wanted to feel that spirit. And um, so I went through my life thinking that prayer was that. You got to feel it. 
you got to have it move you. You got to have something big happen, you know, when you pray. And um, so when I got to program and I started this 11 step process, you know, there's mornings where I feel nothing, you know, nothing. I go through the routine, I do it. And one thing that saved my ass through this is not only your shares about, you know, what happens in prayer and meditation, but my second husband said to me, um, he was three quarters American Indian, uh, quarter uh, Mexican, and he used to do a, a, a prayer from the American Indian thing, and it was a circular prayer of the four directions. And we'd get up every morning, we'd stand in front of his altar, and we'd do this four-directional prayer. And he'd say to me, honey, I know you're not feeling this some mornings, and it was most mornings for me, because uh, I'm a very dramatic, as <laughs> you probably can tell from my shares intense person and I wanted to feel it. I wanted to have that Pentecostal experience again. And it was just this quiet, you know, prayers to God in each direction. He said, but if you do this every day, it'll change your life. Just do it. And so that's what I do. And, you know, I often have felt guilty about getting into the food or getting into this or my feelings or my pride when it gets me in trouble with other people. And I've been ashamed of my character defects, but what really bothers me today is if I don't get to that prayer and meditation. So I get to it. And um, I pray. Some days I get to meditate and go deep. But I have an absolutely insane mind, as the last speaker was saying. And this is one of the gifts for me, is this step 11 calms that MF down, down. It calms that thing down a little bit. And if I'm able to breathe deep and feel that in and out of my heart space and connect and quiet that thing down even for a few minutes. It's a gift for my day. And moving on to step 12 for a second, um, I have read many spiritual books, and all of these point to the same thing the big book does. When you get rid of your own crap, when you clean house, when you're walking with God in your cleaned house, what do you do with yourself? You have a desire to be a general reminder. Thank you. You have a desire to be of service to others. It's in your heart to help other people. That's the gift. That's the great gift. It's not to get skinny or to prance around. It's to help other suffering people. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thanks, Christina. Okay, up next we're going to hear from Bobby. Bobby, you'll be followed by Barbara. Go right ahead, Bobby. Okay, so I wondered if I got that wrong. I'm thinking maybe I did. I believe it was um, Patty. Oh, go right ahead. It was Patty, not Bobby. Okay, got it. All right, um, Barbara, we're going to go ahead with you, and hopefully that other person, whoever I missed, will speak up in this next round. Um, Barbara, go right ahead. Yeah, I'm Barbara, recovery overeater. Um, step 11 is, uh, first of all, I'm thankful to have to be in this amongst the group and the people here in recovery. It is a blessing. Uh, I came in this program since November during Thanksgiving. And, uh, and I want to say that, uh, the, the, uh, the sponsors that I have right now working with me with the steps and so forth and about Harlem, I'm learning so much about my disease. It is really a disease, and I'm learning that step 11 is prayer. And I know that my mother and father were religious when we were young, and I do go to church every Sunday, but nothing can take the place 
I go to worship church service of this program. This program is one of the most gifted things that I can have right now in my life as far as prayer. I pray every day for God's will and knowledge for me and the power to carry that out. And the power means is the strength for me to be able to work this program for my life for better health, to be an example, to help somebody when the time comes, and to feel better because I was really getting sick last year from the sugar and the starch. And my plan, I thank God every day. It's not always easy, but I'm practicing. I get in the kitchen. I'm practicing working on it for me, and it's helping. And I pray to God. I say, God, help me because God is real, and he will help me, and he'll help us all, only if we let him. And I'm so grateful that each day I'm asking him to help me with my food so I can feel better. That is the main thing. My health is important. I want to be able to be around my grandchildren and my family and myself. Do it for Barbara. Do it for me. Love myself enough that I will be healthy because there's so much that we can have and eat to make us healthy. So I want to thank everyone for being here, and I want to thank you because, and it says uh, it says that we practice the steps in our affairs, so it's going to help me to work at step 12 wherever I go. But I got to put God first, and he will lead me, and he will help me and keep me alert and first get rid of the stinking thinking that I have had in my life for years. The stinking thinking has got to go. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Barbara. Appreciate that. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, first of all, I'm going to tell you, if you jumped on late, let me, let me kind of let you know where we're, where we're at in the book today. We're on page 59. We started with step 11, sought through prayer, and we are ending with step 12, principles in all our affairs. Okay, and before I take a list of names, I want to remind you again that we do value your experience, but if you shared on Tuesday or Wednesday, we're asking that you please step back and let some other people have a chance to to, uh, let their voices be heard. Okay, who wants to share on that? Patty O.J. Sheila in Florida. Okay, I got Abby and Sheila. Abby O. Laurel B. Larry K. Rachel P. Did you get Anita J? No, Anita, I did not get you, and so I put you down. Let me tell you who I've gotten so far, all right, and that'll help. I've got Abby. I think I heard Sheila, Laura. Larry Kay, Rachel, and Anita. Who did I miss? Patty O. Annette. Who? Who's the O? I'm not getting that name. Patty. Patty. P A T T. Okay. Got it. Gotcha, Patty. Who else? Somebody else was trying to bump in there. Who was after Patty? Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Let's go with that and see how far we get. 
Okay, let me give you the lineup. I've got Abby, Sheila, Laura, Larry, Rachel, Anita, and Patty. All right. So, Abby, go right ahead and share with us. And, Abby, you'll be followed by Sheila. Abby, press star one. Okay, I think I missed that name as well. Um, let's move on to Sheila. Sheila, are you there? Yeah, this is Sheila. I am here. Okay, go right ahead, Sheila. Right. Hi, Sheila um, B. Has been beautiful. <laughs> I'm coming in Florida. And, um, yeah, I, uh, as I was listening to the reading and even the previous years, I, I, uh, I listen a lot, but I wanted to just share today. Um, but, yeah, you know, I see that, too. Um, that's where I came from and still is part of um, me. It's a Pentecostal background. And so, yeah, a lot of emotion um, and feeling is uh, part, of, um, part of my experience with God. Um, however, I will say that, um, you know, um, being in these rooms, the, you know, the whole, the whole, you know, step 11, I call it step 11 practice, where I am just sitting quietly with God. I have learned over the years that uh, sitting quietly is still, um, that's still a God experience for me. It doesn't have to be so charismatic. It can really... Um, I find to get a lot of strength and power from just a quietness. I get a, a lot of, I would say, if anything, um, practicing a step 11. And um, and I have, I've had to learn over the years sometimes, well, no, a lot of times because my, my in the morning my brain is so scattered. You know, having liturgical prayers, um, be it from in the program and out, to just go through and read, I just find such power and strength in in the third step prayer and then the seventh step prayer and in the serenity prayer when I'm anxious, God, give me the serenity to accept things I cannot change. And a lot of times when I just slow down with, um, you know, a lot of the prayers, um, the set-aside prayer and the other prayer, the fear, you know, God, remove the fear and direct my attention to where you want me to be. And just slowing down with some of these just really um, – Man, I, I really can, it, it helps me to really um, get this, to, to sense the spiritual connection that I crave um, and, and that what keeps me in these rooms. And so um, I'm just really grateful of the reminder. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that Step 11, that this Step 11 is part of, part of this package part of this 12-step package and find it both, especially steps 10 and 11 to me is is really where I get a lot of my spiritual fitness from and and just the pausing with these prayers, pausing with, you know, God help me set aside everything I think I know and uh, God, you know, remove the selfishness that is standing in the way remove the thoughts that are standing in the way between you and my, standing in the way of my usefulness between you and my fellow. General reminder. Yes, thank you. Has been really helpful in my recovery. So thanks for letting me share. 
Uh, thank you, Sheila. All right. So next up, we're going to hear from Laura. Laura, you'll be followed by Larry Kay. Go right ahead, Laura. Hi, this is Laurel B. from um, Wakanda, Illinois. Um, and I just wanted to talk about the 11th step. Um, for the 11th step, I do pray for people every day, and it really helps me get me out of myself. And that, along with the attitude of service, helps me keep my spiritual condition healthy. Um, meditation can be hard for me, but the thing I've learned is to keep practicing and trying. Meditation calms my mind and brings me peace. And um, sometimes just focusing on my breath can be a good tool of meditation. So that's how I, um, part of how I work the 11 step. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Okay, up next, we'll hear from Larry Kay. Larry, you'll be followed by Rachel. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. Good morning, Larry Kay. I am a recovered compulsive reader, and I reside in Chicago. Um, you know, we're all carrying a message. <laughs> if you didn't think you're carrying a message, oh, you're carrying a message. I have a coworker, um, not not in program. Uh, she's she's dying uh, of morbid obesity. It's 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 none of my business yet. It's very sad to watch. And um, she's young. She's losing her eyesight. She's losing uh, feelings in her limbs. And uh, she's probably in excess of 500 pounds. I share this with you because you know what? She's carrying a message. She's carrying a message. And uh, so not, not every message that we carry, and I'm, and I'm drilling down to step 12 because we've heard a lot about 11. I'll focus on 12, you know. One of the things that Bill said on page 14, once he had his transformation, he said, while I lay in the hospital, the thought came that there were thousands of hopeless alcoholics who might be glad to have what had been so freely given me. Perhaps I could help some of them. They, in turn, might work with others. See, that was the basis of of passing this on. You know, Dr. Bob, he... uh, on page 180 in his story, Dr. Bob's Nightmare, he talks about, you know, when he met Bill, and Bill had some really good knowledge and so forth. He said, but here was something interesting. He said of far more importance was the fact that he was the first living human with whom I had ever talked who knew what he was talking about in regards to alcoholism from actual experience. In other words, he talked my language. He knew all the answers, and certainly not because he picked them up in his reading. Okay, so we read this book, but our experience comes from our bitter, our, our, our experience. It's an experiential thing. It comes from the disease. It comes from the common peril. And then it comes from the application of the common solution. And then Dr. Bob, who I think was a great sponsor, he says, I spent a great deal of time uh, passing on what I learned from others who want and need it badly. I do it for four reasons. Me too. I try to do it for four reasons. I have a sense of duty. It is a pleasure because in so doing, I'm paying my debt to the man who took time to pass it on to me. And finally, because every time I do it, I take out a little more insurance for myself against a possible slip. So carrying the message for me today is we, everyone on this line, if we're doing this thing, we have the unique ability to pass this on to someone else. And 
the window of sure thanks so much the, the the prejudices that people carry changes because they see that we're a man a woman that knows what we're talking about through experience that's the beauty of this with that i pass thanks thanks larry okay <laughs> excuse me up next we'll hear from rachel rachel you'll be followed by anita J. go right ahead rachel Good morning. This is Rachel P., Recovered Compulsive Reader in Pennsylvania, outside of Philly. Um, yeah, I, I felt compelled to share on steps 11 and 12 here um, from this perspective of, you know, I'm a recovered compulsive reader. I'm also, and I believe will always be, um, a recovering perfectionist, right? Perfectionism is one of my core character defects, Um and I'm just thinking back to, you know, the first time that I worked the steps early on um, back in 2018 and how I was so caught up in that perfectionism as it related to steps 10, 11, 12, and especially 11 and 12. And, you know, what I would do is tell myself, you know, if if my prayer and meditation practice, my step 11 doesn't work, doesn't look the way that other people do, the way that they describe it, then I'm not doing it right. Therefore, I, I'm not going to do it at all, right? Maybe the other character defect here is um, all or nothing thinking. So there was a, a little while there where I I, did, I wasn't really doing it because it wasn't good enough, because I wasn't spending that 30 minutes or hour every morning in prayer and meditation. Um, and then I went to a retreat in my first second year of recovery, and you know, it was focused on steps 10, 11, 12, and that's where these steps really came alive for me. And um, and I really, you know, there was a shift in me that I really gave myself permission that, you know, whatever whatever I can do is the thing that works right now, and that's okay. So, um, you know, I, I have got to the point now where I do, you know, the 11 step nightly review as it's written in the big book every night, and I do, you know, just about every morning I sit in prayer meditation. But, like, this morning, um, I was short on time. You know, I looked out the window and my I took my breath away to see the sunrise. And I just stood there and and kind of felt my heart beating and just said, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And what's good enough for me is, you know, these simple prayers, you know, God, help me. And God, thank you. Right? Just the simplest prayers for me, as well as the serenity prayers, as much and as often as I need it. Um, and that's enough. Even if that's the only prayer that I do, those are the only prayers I do throughout the day, that's enough because at least I'm doing it. And I found that it works, right? And and doing that gives me an opportunity to grow spiritually. And, you know, I have seen an evolution. And and I don't want to say improvement because that implies some judgment, but I have seen a, a growth in in my spiritual practice as a result of giving myself permission to do the bare minimum or, you know, just a little bit. Um, and then as well in step 12, right? General reminder. Perfectionism, like I'm not ready, but if you're struggling with that, the time is now. If you're qualified to sponsor, if you've had a spiritual awakening sponsor, it's so essential. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Rachel. Okay, up next, we're going to hear from Anita J. Anita, you'll be followed by Patty. Go right ahead, Anita. Thank you very much. Um, I'm Anita Jay, and I live in Massachusetts. Um, I couldn't sleep this morning. I woke up, I and um, 
The one prayer that I do is ask God to direct my thinking. And um, what I feel and feel, I want to use that word, because the 12 steps and recovery have unlocked my feelings. And so um, my feelings unlock and I wake up and all I keep hearing is Turkey and Syria, Turkey and Syria, Turkey and Syria. And I thought, yes, yes, I could pray for them. I could pray. And that that was just um it was just amazing. I mean, there it is. I always wondered why eleven and twelve were together. That's why. Because it's in if you do, it unlocked the direction of my prayer for today and maybe for many days. Um, and isn't that a miracle? I mean, it's a miracle to me that I feel that conscious contact and that he wants me to pray for for those people. My Part of my heritage is from that part of the world, but not Turkey and Syria. Maybe Turkey. Who knows? Uh, anyway... That's all. I just, um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to be of service in that way. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Anita. Okay, up next, we'll hear from Patty O. Patty, you'll be followed by Monette M. Go right ahead, Patty. Can you, can you hear me? I sure can. Go right ahead. Uh, good morning, everybody. My name is Patty O, and I live in the state of Florida. And um, new division, newly back to vision. And um, when I think about the 11 steps, sit, sitting in prayer and meditation is very hard for me. I can't. And then when I get up, the timer goes off and I get up, I label myself as a failure at prayer and meditation because I've been sitting there for half an hour and I'm thinking about my grocery list, my son, you know, everything. And then I'll start awake and come back to God. But um, I guess I hear so many of you talk of the precious gift of meditation and prayer. And I know I will not receive that gift unless I sit in the chair. I have to sit in the chair, even if I was thinking of my grocery list. I, I, I have to practice. I need a lot of practice. Um, and for me, step 12, the, the, the woman who started us off, she emphasized the word the. And having had a spiritual awakening as the result of the 12 steps, I will have a spiritual awakening. So it's not like maybe I'll have one or if I do it good enough, I'll have one. If, if I can honestly do the, the first 11 steps, then I am guaranteed that I will have a spiritual experience. And, I, and I, here's just a question. When I came into recovery many, many years ago, I was not looking for a spiritual experience. I was looking to be in size six jeans. 
And that was the end all and be all. And this pain and suffering over the last, oh my God, probably 40, 50 years, I finally believed that the spiritual experience is everything that's been missing in my life. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Patty. Okay, and I finally had some help figuring out that that quiet voice at the very end was my good friend, Monette. So, Monette, you can go right ahead and share. Take us out. Can I be heard? You sure can. Go right ahead. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Good morning, everybody. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to share, like, what God has shown me about this meditation thing, like, literally in the last two weeks. And he really can't make it any more simpler for me. And um, I'm so grateful for that. I started praying, you know, I don't know, about a year or so, the whole, like, the set-aside prayer that's been mentioned several times this morning about, you know, God help me set aside everything I think I know and mainly about him and about my recovery and everything. And so for me, meditation has become so simple. And like I shared, just even in the last two weeks, these, and this is a spiritual skill set um, that Emmett Fox, who was a major influencer of the writing of the big book. And so this is, this is program stuff. This is where, um, but the thing is, is to stop thinking about the difficulty, whatever it is or whoever it is, and think about God instead. And that's it. And it's like, you know, the thing could not be simpler. You know, God and God could not make it any more simpler for me. And I've been practicing that. And I've had, I've had two people um, that have, I've allowed to present difficulties in my life. And um, they, it has just taken care of itself. Those people are still in my life. They haven't gone away. But my consciousness, my thoughts um, have changed because I have diverted my thoughts from the difficulty or the situation, the who and what and why, and thought about God. And so, yeah, and for me, it's like, well, then who is God? Well, I'm reflecting on his nature and his character and who he is. And I love what someone shared about this is about love and follow the, um, I can follow the fear or follow the love and yeah, for me, God is love, he's life, he's truth, he's wisdom, um, he's my constant companion, and God is within me, and I these are things I've heard my whole life, but man, I finally get it to the marrow of my bones and every cell in my being, and, and I don't always pray on my knees because God sees the posture of my heart. Sometimes, you know, the posture of me getting on my knees is for me to humble myself. I mean, I know now that God hears me Gentle reminder. inside me, but I, even doing the third step prayer, like on my knees, you know, I cannot be without the presence of God. Me getting on my knees is in his presence. And when I stand up, I stand up in the absence of self. So thanks for letting me share. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Mo. All right. I want to thank everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. So let me give you the share ID for today, Thursday, February 9th, and that ID is 19,947-19947. We're now going to close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Katie G. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Katie, press star one. 
Katie G, are you there? All right, um, I'm powerless over technology and food. This is Katie G. <laughs> We're covered in Boston. Sorry, a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to him that, oh, sorry, see to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet tr some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.